welcome to On Your Own Terms. This is the place where we learn together what it takes to change the world on our own terms, in our own special way. And today I have a wonderful special guest with me, a new friend named Mariah Kay. And you will see through her work what powerful work she's doing to keep change makers active and moving. So welcome, Mariah. I'm going to let you just dig right in to telling your story using our Blue Roads Education Framework, Homegrown Solutions for a Patchwork World. Thank you for being with us, and we're eager to learn from you. Mariah, take it away. Thank you, Patty. I spent most of my adult life in the horticulture field. So I was especially weeding rich women's backyards was my specialty. And what I always knew when I was doing that is that weeding is not full body exercise. So I knew that there was going to be at some point I would have time to do more than just weeding. And that happened in 2009 when I was working in the Seattle Parks Department program called Sound Steps where we were helping people over 50 learn to walk half marathons. And I was just enchanted by the glow of the seniors as they got their mileage up. We started every year in January and we'd start by St. Patrick's Day, we would have an eighth of a marathon. And then at Mother's Day, we'd have a quarter of a marathon. And then in the summer we had a half marathon. And we always did twice around something so that if people only wanted to go once around, that was fine. It was very inclusive that way. But the whole thing about people just glowing and walking over that finish line and growing stronger, it actually took me four years to be able to walk a half marathon because I had stuff in my legs that had to heal itself. I did that for about a year and a half. And some of those people are still my friends because we really bonded over those long walks around the lakes of Seattle. But then I got into other kinds of senior fitness, like walking with poles and things like that, and started teaching a very structured general fitness program. And that's what I was doing in the beginning of 2020 teaching people general weights and all those things. And I was actually getting pretty bored with it because the thing that happens to happen when we're getting fit is that we need to keep challenging ourselves. And in that case, we had like hand weights, for example, we only had hand weights up to five pounds. And when they'd been doing one and a half pounds for three years, that just does not make sense. So I was having a little bit of trouble with my integrity about I was not pushing them enough when all of a sudden, kaboom, we got COVID and I was suddenly unemployed. So I went home. I got very excited. I thought, oh, goody, I'm going to have all this time to walk. And I really walked a whole lot starting in March. And Seattle is a great walking town. So walking, 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 walking. And after about two months of that, I noticed my body was declining. I had never thought that those fitness classes were really challenging me, but I was getting a lot of good out of them. And so when I stopped, I, I suddenly started to discover that slippery slope of decline that we see in seniors. 
and has always alarmed me. And when it started happening to me, it really alarmed me. So I thought, what are we going to do about this? And I started researching and I found that functional fitness as the idea. And the whole idea is you don't lift weights to lift weights to see how many weights you can lift. You lift weights in a way that you, so that you can put your luggage in the overhead compartment, which involves a turn and it involves lifting and it involves balance and involves all kinds of things. So it's much more complex than just, you know, pumping iron. I just really like that idea, especially since I wanted to deal with seniors and I wanted to get seniors moving in more ways. So I started my business called Move Anyway Fitness. And that's anyway goes two ways. So we can just move anyway or move anyway. And that's been a theme of how my business has grown. It's been a complete delight. And the first thing I found program-wise is a program called Ageless Grace. When the founder of Ageless Grace has a win-win women program, by the way, on Monday. And it's a brain body fitness class, very playful. And I thought, you know, let's add this in. Why not get functionally fit and make it playful too? Because actually, turns out that being playful is the best way to keep our brains active, brains and bodies, but we especially, we want to keep our brains going. And so inventing things and doing all kinds of things like that, just it's the best way to keep our brains. And besides, it's fun. So I thought, okay, let's just get more fun going on. And when I was doing that training for Ageless Grace, one of my classmates mentioned that he is teaching cardio drumming. And I thought, okay, now that sounds pretty fun. So I went on YouTube and started learning about cardio drumming. I have just found my home in cardio drumming. I love it. And the funner, the better on that one. And studying functional fitness and being able to add in fitness dimensions to the drumming. So we have the basic thing of rhythm and doing the music and we use oldies music so it can also be singing along which is a whole nother dimension and using our brains in more ways and then we have coordination and then we can add in balance elements we can add in strength elements doing squats we can add in craziness we can add cross body work which builds the link between our two hemispheres of our brain and I've been having a lot of fun. You know, we got some basic choreography going and now we're making it more complicated and more challenging and more coordination. And it's just turning out to be more fun than ever. The longer we go, the more fun it is. I also realized that we needed something else too, which is my class is called stretch and balance. How often do we stretch? We just need, we need stretching and more, the more we move, the better, but that has also turned out to be very important. The stretches we do are designed for reducing pain over 50 or after we're 50, as well as they're good for posture. So people are having some good experiences with better posture from that class. And that's very heartening, just putting together some things, having them be so effective. So those are my three things that I teach. And, and you know what? We need to move all the time. So even those three, even though they're nice and broad and there's selection of what we're doing, they're not enough. I'm still walking. 
I still need more aerobics. I just recently started taking tap dance. So I'm where I'm a student and that is so fun. It's fun to be a student for one thing and it's fun to be doing a very different kind of activity besides all my walking. And my walking is just still a, such a treat going out and feeling nature around and letting it soak in. And none of the things I'm doing really feels like exercise to me, which is really nice because I don't really like to exercise. So that's where I am right now. Well, we were doing some posture work in one of my workshops. This was before I had the class. And the way our feet are built, we really should walk with the outsides of our feet parallel, which feels pigeon-toed, really. And it looks pigeon-toed. It's not how Americans walk. But doing that, putting the outsides parallel, lines the bones up the way they're designed to be lined up. So I had a student who, after I told him about that, she came to me and she said, I had five pairs of brand new shoes I couldn't wear because my toes were kind of crossed. And I put the outsides of my feet parallel and I have five new pairs of shoes now. That was pretty amazing. Someone else said, I feel taller and someone thought I am taller. That's pretty nice for a posture. And then one of the things we do in one of the drumming things is we lift our leg to the side. And what happens is if we parallel the outside of our foot in that situation, which means our, basically our toe is pointing more toward the ground instead of straight ahead, then that does a better job of stretching, working out the side of our leg, the outside of our legs. And most of all of our activities are front and back. We bike, we walk, we run, we swim. And so lifting out to the side is a different, completely different plane. And by putting that toe down, it really focuses that, that workout right on that outside of the leg. You know, and then also, you know, people, I watch them starting, we start a song and then as the song goes on, I see them get more coordinated. I have everybody muted, so I don't get to hear them sing, but I'm always hoping they're singing. It's just like, it's fun. And then we're all connecting with each other. I am teaching completely online and I realized when I started my business that that's a very distinctive choice because, well, first of all, I only have two students that live anywhere close to me. You know, I wanted to teach seniors and I get people both ends. I don't even have a computer. I don't do Zoom or I don't like Zoom. I lose people both on both ends of that, but some people say yes to it and it lets me have, have students all over. So that's just, that's a choice, you know, and there's this woman in our building who she's in charge. I live in senior housing and she's in charge of our fitness program. And a couple of weeks ago, she and I have been sharing, she's doing really amazing work, but I'm doing different work than she's doing. So I said to her, would you like to experience cardio drumming? And she said, yes, we drummed with, I use swimming pool noodles. You can see some in the background there. And we drummed on a chair. So it's just like, you don't need any equipment. And we did three songs. And it was actually the first time I had ever drummed with anybody in person. And I was amazed how energizing it was. It was it's like a completely different experience. And so then I got really cynical myself about the fact that we're all separately in our houses doing our things and not really connecting. 
So I'm hoping that at some point there's a in-person drumming experience that I can share because it's very much more enlivening than just drumming by ourselves. Although I love drumming by myself. I love uh, when I'm not teaching a class, I use my whole apartment and run around beating on everything. <laughs> First of all, if you think about how animals, most animals in the woods walk with one leg, and, well, one front paw and one back paw, whatever they are called. And this is a pattern. It, it, there's a balance to it. And it's a nice way to move through the woods really gently. And this is how we learn to crawl. We crawl cross-patterned, cross-patterned it's called. When I was studying survival skills, tracking skills, they said, if you want to threaten somebody, swing your arm and your leg the same side and they'll just subtly feel as like a body language a threat of that but if it's cross pattern it's not nice and easy but then there's this whole thing about every time we now see this is cross pattern because it's one leg and one arm but anytime we put our hand across the middle of our or our leg we can cross our leg over swing our leg to the center and out it builds the corpus callosum, the bridge between the two hemispheres of the brain. And the more we build that, the brain is more integrated that way. We're not so left brain, right brain, crossing or crossing. And then alternating the top hand, all this stuff is just coordination challenges, but it's actually major building the brain. That's just a really important thing. The thing is, is we need to move all the time. and adding in variety is really important. And so the cross patterning is one of the important patterns that can be added in. So we walk, go for a walk and we're using our alternately swinging our opposite arm, you know, one leg opposite arm swings. And then if we can just, you know, we can just move across or we can just do things like putting one thumb on top and then putting the other thumb on top. And all those things build our brains. Everything we do different is builds our brains. This is a good thing to do while you're walking. Or count backwards by threes, starting at 100. Or if you get really good at that, count backwards by sevens. And then really go crazy. And I've noticed that when I do that counting backwards, that I tend to walk slower because the feet want to have a rhythm. So my, my feet slow down. But, and then I want to go faster. So I have to uh, make it be three steps for every number or something like that. But all those changes, all those changes are good for the brain. So, you know, like things like Sudoku, I love Sudoku, but they only build one set of neural pathways and all the other things we can do build different ones. That's why when kids play, they have the swings and the slide and the teeter-totter and the tetherball, everything moves them differently. Climbing a tree, climbing a ladder, building a tree house, everything, all the movements that are different all develop our brains and bodies in different ways. So, and then when we're seniors, we don't have to build a playhouse. We can pretend and do the movements and it builds our brains. It's magic that all we have to do is play so all the things we can learn from the kids, just take your pick.
and copy them. Get up and down from the floor for fun. Right, sure. <laughs> the more variety, the better for movement. You know, I just have a soapbox and it's just move. And I write fitness tips and I put them in my building's newsletter. And I also have a mail out newsletter. I'm just trying to jog people into moving. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you a secret. One of my underlying agendas. Okay, so I'm at the was born right at the start of the baby boom. And I really wonder what happened to the baby boom energy. And I know one answer, a huge answer to that is that a lot of my cohort are have grandkids and they're putting a lot of love and energy and good stuff into the grandkids. But it seems to me like we need change makers. And so what I'm hoping is that if people start moving more, that means they can hurt less, they can be more active, and the activity of the body generates more aliveness. When I started walking, we had a kickoff every year for that half marathon. And one year, everybody's got a quote at their seat. And I sat by the one that was, it is solved by walking. And it said Latin proverb. It turns out it's St. Augustine, but, and he didn't say it in English either. What I found is over time, Walking is an amazing way to solve things. And the more I walk, the more things of different qualities get solved. You know, first of all, my body works things out and then whatever today's challenges are. But as I walk farther and if, then bigger problems start finding their way. And I'm, I'm just hoping I would love people to move enough that they start dreaming about what their change maker project is in the world. I would love it if somebody answered that question for me. What happened to that 60s energy? I can't believe it just went away, <laughs> but sometimes it looks like that. Thank you so much, Mariah. That is so invigorating. It's just so beautiful. And I've been going to that drumming class a couple of times, and I'm going to try to get there as often as I can because it is just such a fun enjoyable way to be moving and making sure that I'm doing all those things that Mariah advises us to do, especially as we get a little bit older. So thank you for that important work, Mariah. I'm so grateful for Mariah's work to promote wellness. And I love the connection she's making, reminding us that as older people who were raised through the 60s and 70s, part of the baby boomers, <laughs> that if we keep ourselves in good shape, we can bring back all of that movement making energy for justice and social justice, all of that energy that we marched for through the 50s, 60s and 70s, we can just keep going, whether we're on the streets marching or simply showing up and being a great example for our children and grandchildren and our neighbors and their children. Because being a change maker certainly is about what we do ourselves, but it's also what we stand for and what we represent out into the world for others to possibly emulate. So I welcome you to Blue Roads Education. I welcome you to the change maker journey on your own terms. Next week, we're going to hear from another wonderful change maker, a friend of mine who works in the area of parenting and understands child development like nobody I've ever met before. So you're going to hear from Tammy Ulrich next week.
And I can't wait for her to unpack her own change maker journey for you. In the meantime, may you be grounded in your beingness, guided in your doingness, generous in your connectedness, and inspired in your reflectiveness. So you can change the world on your own terms. I'm Patty Talbot. I'm always learning, and I'll bet you are too. <laughs>